not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. You know, I don't know. It feels like a third of our office has COVID or the flu. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah, so I think it just might be my turn. Is it hopefully just the flu, not the COVID, right? Oh, I actually think it's a head cold. <laughs> a what? A head cold. You can still get those? I think so. <laughs> I thought those were passe now. No, we call them something else. Uh, pre-COVID or... Uh, Wait, hold on. All right, I got something for you. You ready? Ready. No matter who you are, whatever you do, please don't try this at home. <laughs> we're professionals now, so I can play that. That's right. <laughs> I may All cut right. that into the intro. I don't know, but I just got that added to the board about a half an hour ago, and I was pretty excited about it. Nice, nice, nice. You want to play what else is on the board? Yeah, let's play. What a, while we're waiting on John, let's play. <coughs> All right, here we go. I got eight eight new ones. So you've heard number one. Oh, my one. God. Here's number two. Well, let's get funky like a monkey. There we go. There we go. All right, you ready? Okay. Are you an assassin? Are you a soldier? Are you an errand boy? I had to cut that one down. But the good thing about Dusty promos is he takes these huge pauses. So it makes editing it down to something usable. Very nice. Uh, let's see. This was, I like this one. I found this one by accident. That makes me a little bit eel. <laughs> makes me a little bit eel. A little bit eel, baby. <laughs> That's so a, jo- the, the cutting of that one didn't come out quite. This one's good, though. That ain't going to go. <laughs> oh, John's here already. He's a little oh, early. He yeah, he's popped up that he's here. So one of my new sound bites is the music with which I'm going to introduce our guests. So you ready? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we're having our first guest tonight. Uh, his name is John Morehouse. And uh, John will be joining us here momentarily. And so the Elvis intro. Nice. Bum, 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 bum. Good evening, sir. Oh, connecting to audio. Okay. Oh, well, it's okay. This is really long, so. <laughs> so it'll be done by the time he signs in. John, you there? There he is. My luck, it's the mayor for <laughs> Parts Unknown. <laughs> you, welcome to Slurp Toast, the podcast. You are our first guest, and as such, you get... The, the overlong intro Mountain. music, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like the respect. I like it. I feel special. <laughs> because that's what we're all about, respect. Yeah. I wish, um, if I could position my camera just so I could actually get image of my dog licking himself, but well, oh well. Well, that know. makes for captivating video good yeah, stuff for, it's content sound, yeah for sure so slurp well, slurp, slurp. <laughs> i was gonna say oh okay slurp toast he's in the mood <laughs> there you go. 
So I spent the I afternoon just... uh, adding some new sounds to our soundboard. So we were just playing with them. So Here. that should get an oh yeah. Tell me other Hold on. Okay, I can do that. Hold on. I got too many. I got too many going now. Oh yeah. There we go. So, anyway, so John, nice. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Is all that part about my dog licking himself? Is that going to be on the Absolutely. Episode? We we freestyle this and we just go with it. So, Great. Yeah, no Great. problem. <laughs> hey, it's an old, you've got an old dog. My old dog's gotten so she's gotten surly too. She just walks around barking to be fed or let out all day. So she's and she starts barking for it at about six AM. So she's become a real nuisance. The I like boys are gone. Picture, I mean mine just turned fourteen and he's lost his hearing and he can't really stares anymore. So it's really like having a cantankerous old man in the house. He's just like, <laughs> I want to go back upstairs. Pick me up. Where's my suit? I need to go outside. Never mind. I'll just pee right here. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on around here, too. And the dogs are doing it, too. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. There All right, go. I'm done with that. Okay. So John's here to tell us about uh, the project he has uh, put together since the demise of Gonzo Geek. For those of you who are listening and don't know, John was one of the uh, founding geeks at Gonzo Geek. Um, he was our managing editor and got us into a lot of cool things over the years. And now that we've all kind of, you know, uh, it's, it's consciously uncoupled, as they say, um, he's going we've on. We've gone just- our separate ways. That's right. It's true. It's sad. It's sad. But uh it's like- it's like the end of the Avengers movie. They all just kind of go their own way. <laughs> but we didn't even get to have shawarma. Well, to be fair, we, we we didn't know where to go. We did get to have lucha tacos. I did not. You didn't? I did not. You guys went the night before I got in. Oh, that's right. That's right. But okay, we've all had Lolita's now. by the park. So let's just okay, go, let's with go with that one. That's, let's, let's, I'll take a moment and reflect on that. We all got to ask Adam Baldwin about DC Cab. Oh, wait, that was nope. just me. <laughs> that right. was you. But but he is our, Adam Baldwin did become sort of our Comic-Con spirit animal. And his answer to the question was always guns. <laughs> <laughs> he was consistent. He was. He was. I just remember, like, the Firefly thing was great because we got invited to a Firefly thing. And you're like, oh, man, I didn't get to ask Adam Ball my DC cab question. And me, who had worked in newspapers and covered SEC football, all things where they tell you there's rules, but there really are no rules. I was just like, hold my stuff. <laughs> Watch my stuff. And you just did. Went, I went just power walking down the hall and caught him. <laughs> <laughs> and it caught him off guard. That was it the did. best part. He was just like, <laughs> well, he was. I'm sure he was kind of asking, answering Firefly and Chuck questions. So anything from anything else on his filmography was a welcome change. And I set it up by mentioning Firefly and Chuck. So he was like, can, "Wait, can we cuss on here?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he Please. was like, you could tell by the look in his face. He was like, "Here we fucking go, another Firefly or Chuck question." And I threw the DC cab in there. Ugh. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. It is. It's on the Gonzo Geek uh, YouTube channel, which is still so, yeah. available. Maybe I'll put a link to that. Go in watch. The show notes. Go, go, go watch that. Yeah. And after you watch that, you should go check out my new website that we're going to talk about. Look, here this right guy's there. a pro. Look at that segue. Look at yes. that. Trained Dude, media just, professional. Your beard is grayer than mine, and I'm a decade older than you. I just want to say. It's because I have two teenage girls, sir. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we went to Disney with the girls in 2018 
and saw pictures of that and you look at me now and it looks like somebody's had me strapped to that Prentice Bride machine and just <laughs> left it on like auto. Kids will do that Excuse to you. Me. I always tell mine that I didn't have any gray hair before uh, before I had them. They eventually figured out how to do the math, but for a long time I got mileage <laughs> out of that. Oh, I just remember my dad telling me, he goes, you know, you made me smoke. Your sister made me drink. Your little sister has got me contemplating child abuse. That's <laughs> the big three. Yeah. So, John, tell well, us. Well, uh, yes. Tell us. <laughs> We're not asking you to uh, contemplate child abuse unless that's I'm already not. on the menu. Okay. No. Good. No, good. Then tell us I mean, about your I, new. I am new drinking. Sh- okay, you well, it. you know what? That we'll take it. My, my insanity that I've taken on. Um, it's a cool idea. I just, I go ahead and I'll chime in so when you're done. I mentioned working in newspapers and I wrote stuff for Gonzo Geek, and now I do a lot of freelance writing, and it's it's kept. It's a nice living, and I'm very thankful for it. But a lot of it, let's be honest, is kind of boring as most jobs are. It is, it is the time to make the donuts of writing. <laughs> and so at the end of 2020, I was like, I need to start writing some things that I actually like enjoy and have like a personal interest in. So I started just a WordPress. Um, I called it in Morehouse Wrestling because a, a friend of mine had made me a logo and it's, it's similar to a certain logo from a certain company's monthly pay-per-views that they used to run. Okay. Um, and I like well, you, are, you are uh, you are avoiding the copyright police very nicely. And so I I bought bought the URL. I even bought because you spell my name. My name is M O O R E H O U S E. I even bought it with one O M O R E because that's how my name is often misspelled. So if you type in either one, it will route you to the website. Nicely done. A little cyber squatting. <clears throat> And so I started doing this project uh, that I call uh, 365 Wrestling, where I'm trying to write, watch, and review 365 matches in a year, each one from a different day in the year. So, like, on January 1st, I watched the match that happened on a January 1st, and so on. Uh, The attempt last year uh, failed because between us getting COVID and kids and aging parents and work. I just didn't have time. So I'm attempting it again this year, uh, keeping some of the entries the same. Some have been changed. Just trying to keep keep a queue built up and stay with the calendar. I am a bit behind today. That's okay. It's okay. It's a marathon, not a sprint. There you go. And the kids are off the next few days because... (laughs) Well, I mean, that's not really a woo, but just don't have to go anywhere because uh, uh, they don't have enough staff for the schools because of the good old COVID. So uh, that, that, that can't be true. They, that, that, that sounds uh, like false sounds, news. Fake news. Sounds fake. Yeah. It does. It sounds like fake news. Uh, and just there's always to, plenty of teachers. They're just, they just uh, just want to take they, time off. They're snowflakes and uh, don't want to do the jobs that they, uh, they were paid to do. So they want to stay in their safe spaces. It's not fair. I'm telling you. They should buy my supplements. <laughs> That's right. Get some brain pills in COVID. COVID just knocks it right out. It's all silver and magic. 
Or oh, just take horse warmer. I hear that works pretty good. So. Uh, I can testify it doesn't because the advocate for for host warmer in our office got COVID. So, but does he have horse worms? No, he is parasite free. So, so there is that. In that regard, it worked. If you yes. go up to him and ask him how old he is, does he just start stomping the ground repeatedly till he hits the number? He 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 delights in 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 conspiracy theories of of all stripes. And uh, he, he was telling me something about, you know, they don't have it in Africa because they do this. And I was just like, everything you just said is a lie. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good I'm, I'm trying to think of a good horse plan. And I got nothing. So, yeah, if you I, I, I've described the wrestling riding project as sort of the pro wrestling equivalent of quantum leap, because I'm jumping around different places, uh, different promotions, different years trying to hit different people and i figure with 365 entries i should be able to hit every promotion and wrestler that's really historically worth a poop um by the end of the year now wasn't when you started this last year because you haven't talked about it back then wasn't the goal it had to be a match that you had not seen previously because that was the part that was going to amaze me was that you were going to find 365 matches you hadn't seen already well yeah because you're quite a a historian but i've I am, but I've still not seen all the wrestling. Like all of us who have a fandom, and I've written about this on there, have gaps. So, like for me, like I didn't really watch WWF during like the new generation era. So there's a nice, I've mined that a couple times already. Or like all Japan, I didn't watch much all Japan with Masawa and Kabashi and all those guys. Plenty of good stuff there. Um, I've not seen a lot of lucha. I've not seen a lot of the old British stuff. And sometimes I'll just find a really random match like i found a match that's going to be in february with uh kojima from new japan is on excursion and he's painted up like great muda almost i'm like there you go okay that's that match for the day yeah okay so how far out have you got your queue planned i like, do you have like a like a calendar where you've written down matches that you want to do on i have a days? spreadsheet of there's a spreadsheet i bet you know me and my spreadsheets <laughs> i do um i have all the entries planned of what's going to go uh, tentatively through, I think, the end of April, and then there's spots kind of filled in that I definitely want certain matches to go on certain days. And then writing what today is the 26th. Correct. And I have posted 24 entries. So like I said, I am a little bit behind, but I'm going to catch up on that. So, and some of them, you know, I'm just kind of, the, 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 the older entries also, I'm trying to trim them down. I think I wrote a little long. I've learned that, um, I want to make each one shorter so that entire series is shorter for reasons. For reasons. As I stroke my beard. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I have, I have a guess, but I won't. I won't guess. I mean, yeah, I think I might have told you, but yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted them to be shorter. So there's been editing, and then there's been putting in new matches because some of the ones I picked the first time around just were not worthwhile it's okay if they're bad like if they're like car crash bad or like so that's bad when, that's, that's good well their car crash bad is when they're the best because you can't look away you just gotta ride that thing out till the bitter end like when a rope breaks or something yeah! but some of the ones i did last time were just just not very good they just weren't really entertaining or interesting and if they didn't interest me, why is somebody going to be interested to read about it? Why is somebody going to seek it out and watch it? So it's a good point. All right. Well, I think, um, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just bait and switch. You know, 
promote the good ones since like the, slips the McMahon way. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So um, since we're talking about wrestling, and I, I, um, yes, let's. What's your uh, what's your as we approach Royal Rumble weekend? Uh, what is your take on the current state of affairs in the WWE? As that's I a loaded fired question. Everybody. All right. My, my you, wife. Do you need another beer? Room. Do you need another uh, beer? No, honey. I'm going on one of my rants. We've heard it twenty times before, so I'm sorry. It's not as many times as she's heard me rant about the Marvel Civil War movie, which I've softened on a little bit, but I won't do that one. The main thing everybody has to learn about WWE is they're not a wrestling company. Right. Like they are a content. And even the, the Nick Khan did an interview recently and said they're a global content company. They don't see themselves as a wrestling promotion. They just produce media content and their content happens to be wrestling or wrestling related. And they have these big TV rights deals. So they don't really have to give a damn about whether or not their shows are good. Yeah. They just have to fill enough hours in the week to keep that sweet media rights money coming in. And it's, it's background noise to me. Like most WWE is like, okay, I'm going to fold laundry. I might as well put it on raw because it's just kind of there. I feel bad sometimes for the people that work there, aside from you know the money they make and the fact they could be fired at any moment, because they are creatively working in this universe where nothing matters. That's that's true. It's it's not about the wrestlers anymore. It's about the brand. You don't go to see. I've heard lots of people say it, and I'm not really breaking any new ground. You don't really go to see a character anymore so much as you just go to no. see whatever content see they're putting in for. Yeah, exactly. It's a show. They're it's gonna a- they're gonna sell out WrestleMania. It's Cirque du Soleil. You know, they they're gonna sell out WrestleMania no matter what. And they could announce the entire card the week before or the night of. Do it like uh, New Year's Dash, New Japan. That actually would be kind of cool, but it wouldn't matter because people are still gonna come and gonna see it because it's wrestlemania and now it's become the event it's this hub of a whole weekend or week of wrestling related stuff that happens and they're going to show up no matter what yeah see we talked about that on the last podcast like because steve and i have gone to the two wrestlemanias that were in houston and now both of the boys are in dallas and we were talking about i don't know like i don't really have any real interest in wrestlemania per se but i would go to dallas for the weekend hang out with the kids and, and do, some of, the, do some of the uh, you know the satellite things. I saw the other day there, there's a big lucha show with, uh, with some of the uh, marquee names in lucha, which I would would love to go see. And it's, we, yeah, we went to a lucha show in San Diego that time. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I wasn't there yet. You so. were somewhere else. You were by there. Your own cho- by your you own went to like your your Funko thing. You were Funko. You were Funko. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a there's a, a lucha show announced for April 1st uh, that's got Ultimo Dragon, Hijo del Santo, Matematico, and Rejo de Alisco Jr. So that's, that's it. Would April. also be a very lucha thing for them to be like April 1st. Aha, no show. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw it. Triple A announced this big tournament. They're like this, and all these big names are in it, and it's like a reverse loser tournament. So if you lose, you advance. 
And then <laughs> the final two, one of them is going to be unmasked. And it's, it's like Ultima Dragon and Pentagon and all wow. these big names. And I'm just like, man, I know AAA and I know their history. That seems way too ambitious for AAA to pull off, you know. <laughs> well, like the okay, two so- guys who actually end up in the in the match to be unmasked will just be alternates. <laughs> It'll be a like. couple of Villano, Villanos, Villanos, yeah. seven and eight. Santo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so uh, that being said, and since you're looking at all these promotions over time, um, what's your favorite promotion that you've uh, oh, discovered? Let's say. That I've discovered doing the project. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, we learned something from you, John. <laughs> I definitely have gained an appreciation for the All oh, Japan shit. stuff. I was not a big All Japan watcher, um, even though a lot of people there have come through that I enjoy, but it, it lives up to the hype. Okay. So the All Japan stuff for sure. Um, and yeah, like Masao and all those guys, like, you know, Stan Hansen. Like, Stan Hansen is a top 10 all time wrestler to me, maybe top five. And that's where he had a lot of his great stuff. Also, Abdullah the Butcher in New Japan, like back late 70s, early 80s. Surprisingly, uh, surprisingly spry. Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> well, it's that fish diet the rice the sushi it's it's slimming and uh you know i'm pretty sure it was more about the barbecue and the chinese food and i know because you know the restaurant <laughs> which is no longer in in business that makes me sad i never got to go there um who's what? your favorite current working wrestler Ooh. i will say uh brian danielson with minori suzuki a close second Oh, okay. We uh, I got to see I got to see Suzuki in person finally, so that was cool. We, he had uh, been on the top of my bucket list, and we went in October. He was working for PWX down in Charlotte, and uh, I don't know how much either of you wrestling twitters, but when Suzuki first came out on AEW and wrestled Moxley, they cut his music off before his song finished. Everybody right. got to do the big Kaze Ni Nare thing. And some random dude on Twitter referred to it as the Suzuki incident, and it became this whole big thing. I did see like, that. Th- it made fun of it. So I got shirts made that said, I survived the Suzuki incident, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> and we it? wore them, and I gave I gave him one. Shit. Nice. See it. We did the meet and greet, and I had it, and like, he's like, here's your shirt. He's like, okay. I didn't register. And then he sees the shirt and sees his name. He knows enough English. He's like, oh, you, you make? It's like, yeah, I brought you one. He's like, oh, thank you. Nice. His breath, even through the mask, his breath was minty fresh. Somebody said they saw him brushing his teeth on his way to the, the meet and greet. He wanted to make sure that he had uh, nice smelling breath before meeting all the peoples. That's nice. That's and then he polite. <clears throat> beat the piss out of Anthony Henry for like 30 minutes. So, yeah. Good to be Suzuki. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago because I don't, Steve, uh, doesn't necessarily follow it as closely as you do, or as I do, and certainly mm-hmm. not as closely as you do. But, uh, I'm, I'm a big, uh, MJF guy, he's my favorite right now. I think, uh, he's kind of got uh, some serious upside. I mean, I've seen him work. I feel- um, yeah, I think that's just untapped yet in AEW. And uh, as far as on the mic, I, I just I don't think that there are many people that can touch him. 
he's definitely a better wrestler than people give him credit for. Yeah. And he's somebody that I see WWE going after hard when he becomes a free agent. Um, back to your question about the state of WWE, I just think it's boring. I think it's just, it's there to exist. And I think they're fine with that because they're still going to sell at all their pay-per-views and have all their big money rights. And like certain events, even the people like me who don't really follow are still going to c- jump in like the Rumble. I'm going to watch the Rumble Saturday because it's the Rumble. And you know that it's still going to be at least, even if it's car crash bad, like like Steve just said, like you're still going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I went I went to the Rumble two years ago, the last one before like the world shut down, and like I don't like, fuck, I don't fuck because it was in Houston, so I drove over, spent the night at my folks' house, and but like I don't follow it well enough to know ninety percent of the people that were involved, but it was fun to be there, you know, and I was there the yeah, night Edge came care. back, I, whatever, it's still cool. It was it was like you said earlier, it was a bucket list thing. I've been to WrestleMania, I always loved the Rumble, that was one I wanted to go to, so. I drove was that the one where Lesnar threw out like half the field? Yes, and it was on the ring by, by himself. Yeah, yeah, it was annoying. Yeah, I um, didn't care for that. It's still a good, it's still a fun rumble, but it's hard to it's hard to screw up a rumble. I feel like to make it like oh, it's unwatchable. Eh, give WWE time. <clears throat> oh, they got they got double the chances now. I do think it's it's a little less fun to watch it now because there's two every year. And that's not begrudging the fact, oh, there's a women's rumble. It's just it's a lot. It's too much. It's it's it, a lot. It makes yeah, for long shows. It kills your crowd. One, yeah, because the first one, the women's two years ago, the women it, it, I mean it was a good rumble, but it, it sucked. I mean, there was no really no room for the crowd to get into you know, it. re energize before the next one started. And then it was like, okay, we've mm-hmm. done this once already. What okay. Yeah, and it did make for a kind of a long uh, second rumble, so for sure. Yeah, I think you almost want to be in the first one before the crowd gets tired. But yeah, that's just me. What do I know? Well, I mean, so. if you want any more evidence of that, uh, was it the, the, the twenty-five WrestleMania twenty-five we went to that uh, Michaels and Undertaker put on one of the best matches I've ever seen, and then Triple oh, yeah. H and Randy Orton came out in their black trunks and boots, and people were leaving. Yeah, it was because yeah. <laughs> they were exhausted. <laughs> It was been seven yeah. hours, and we'd already seen the best match of the night. There was no way that was going to come anywhere near touching that other match. So, uh, yeah. And then they couldn't I, understand why they were getting shows, the reaction. Wrestling shows and Marvel movies both have gotten in the habit of getting sometimes too long for their own good. Um, you really, I mean, anything more than two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah what I, the point? I, I want to I tighten it up a little bit, you know. Just what I think. But again, what do I know? You know. You go to the shows, you put down your money, you get to say something. You get to say it, yep. but it doesn't mean anybody's gonna hear it. Or you That's can correct. you can you can buy a word a, a WordPress site and buy a couple of domain <laughs> names and write about it on your uh, little corner of the internet, which is and, what I'm doing. So and what's that website address? Uh, that would be in morehousewrestling.com. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. Or if you can't spell it and you go M O R E, don't worry, it'll still get you there because nice. Uh and then uh Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all the same 
IMH Wrestling. Uh, that's one thing that changed last year. I was just kind of promoting it all from my personal stuff. Uh, now I have given it its own little set of platforms. So by all means, please throw all the follows that way as I try to build up those accounts. I will put them all in the show notes and make sure that yes. they are out there for the world to see when we get this published either later this evening there or tomorrow. Um, there you go. Well, man, I know uh, you had some time constraints, so I don't want to keep you too late, but I appreciate you no. coming on and being our first guest. And I want to, Yay. I want to do this again. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, he was John Morehouse. He was our first guest and it was awesome. Thank you, buddy. Out. Thank you. You guys have a good one. All right. Take care, man. All right, so now it's just us again. Just back to nonsense, huh? Yes, exactly. But that was kind of fun. Yeah. Okay, wait, there's one more button I didn't push earlier. You ready? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that one's just for you, big guy. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So what's been going on in your world besides, you know, the office plague? Uh, the office plague is a big one. And I think last week I told you that I have, uh, I have succumbed, not succumbed. I am trying uh, chiropractic care. Yes, we were going to talk about that. You're correct. Yes, I believe the theme was going to be booze and voodoo. <laughs> I don't remember all that was, but that does sound familiar. Yes, there we go. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what I did, but I hurt my shoulder and it uh, hurts constantly. And before I go and talk to like the MRI people and possibly, you know, do rotator cuff surgery, I've decided to go the non-surgical route. Mm-hmm. Um, although the nice thing if is I did get uh, shoulder surgery, that'd be both knees, a shoulder and a pacemaker. So when one you more get the free surgery, so what's that's that what I was going to say. One more on pulling. my punch card. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> I can get like a free elective. So maybe the nose job. Finally, you had to do it the hard way. Yeah. Sorry. It does seem like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> get a nose job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but you know, he, uh, it, it, <laughs> they did like the first adjustment. And I mean, it was just, it just, ached and so he's like you know oh well it's probably because you have a pain here and it's causing these muscles to do this and do this and what i want to do is i want to do this quick adjustment and kind of you know get like your ribs pushed back into you know and he he bent my arm i was like oh man that hurt and then he pushed down on it and the only other time the only other time i've almost punched a doctor was when uh an orthopedist goes let's uh check a few things out here and he just moved my knee around and uh, he goes, yep, it's torn because I, 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 I did punch the wall. Um, <laughs> uh, but I didn't put a hole in the wall that time. Uh, did I ever tell you about this one? We had a girl, she quits. Okay. You know how we talk about our HR issues at old jobs and stuff. Yes. She quits, turns in a resignation. A couple of months later, we get an unemployment claim. So we say, nope, she can't do it. Here's her letter of resignation. She's out of here. She comes back claiming a hostile work environment. Right. And she cites me as the hostile work environment maker. And so we go to the, the, the hearing and, and uh, so the, 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 the judge referee mediator, whatever they are um, says, you know, 
so how 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 did how was it a, a hostile work environment? And she goes, well, um, and she goes, it says here that <clears throat> he threw a binder at you. And she goes, yes, that's right. And Mr. Sprouse, I go, what are you talking about? And she goes, we were in the copy room and I was asking for things to do and, and he threw a binder at me. And I go, no, I didn't. I go, we were back to back and we were about 15 feet apart. And you said, what do I do next? And I said, you're gonna take this binder here. And I held it like six or seven inches off of the, the, the table and dropped it. So it fell open. I go, you're gonna basically three hole punch all this and put it in the binder. And, and the referee says, is, is that true? And the girl says, well, yes, yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she agreed? Yes. Does she not know how that's supposed to work? Right. And she goes, well, why would you say that? She's like, well, I don't know. And then she goes, so, so what about this other inst the instance where he got mad at you and he, he punched the wall? And I go, oh, I remember this one. She goes, so did you get mad at her and punch the wall? I go, no, I, I, we were moving a file cabinet. And it slipped out of my hands and fell on the end of my foot. <clears throat> and I believe I cried out an obscenity and then just of kind of punched the, the, the wall divider and did put a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking one of those steel case ones. That have, like, ah. the head. I hit it hard. Uh, so is, is, is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, why would you say he, 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 he was mad at you? I don't know. My, my friends told me to say that. <laughs> get better friends yeah exactly You're dismissed. yeah you, you get the legal advice you paid for um <laughs> she wow. was a piece of work uh <laughs> a friend of mine used to work with her at another job and goes uh hey does she still watch porn at work i'm like what what what, what are you talking about man and he says he goes well he goes, uh, she used to work for us and our, our IT guy because comes down the hall, he knocks on my door and says, hey, I got a question for you. I got to talk to somebody about watching the wrong stuff. How, what's the best way to approach it? And I said, well, you just have to take them aside and be direct and, you know, don't get emotional, don't get weirded out and stuff. Um, and so he goes down to talk to her and he walks back by my buddy stops and says, well, what happened? And he goes, um, uh, uh, she admitted to it. <laughs> Because what do you mean? I said, hey, I got to talk to you about uh, some stuff that's come up in our, our you know, filters and whatnot. Uh, you've been looking at adult content. And your immediate response was, well, I was on break. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, what? But you, but you, you can't do that on a, on a, on a work workstation, on, on the work network and stuff. But I was on my break. So I wasn't like, uh, like doing it during work. And it, it's just no shame. And apparently it was pretty awful stuff. Uh, bestiality. Oh, oh yeah. Gang stuff. Uh, multiple. I mean, I remember oh. this, <laughs> one time a friend of mine, she came over to my house and we're looking at the computer and she goes, can you, can you look at porn on this? I'm like, yeah, you can look at porn. This is, this is dial up, right? So <laughs> not quickly, but you can do it. You can do it. Right. So she goes, well, I want to see porn on the internet. So you're like, okay, so boobs, you know, boom, stuff comes up. Well, we're link frogging around <laughs> and, there, and there's a site for like animal husbandry, right? Oh, no, no, no. So we're, we're laughing. We got, I mean, we each have like three or four beers, right? So we're just, <laughs> let's look it up. How bad can it be? Well, me, me, <laughs> me, me. And, 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 and our, we're like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, 
wow, that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> like all the air goes out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, can we just it, uh, go back to the gangbang stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill all the holes. Uh, <laughs> So yeah. this is a nice thing to tack on to John's interview. When <laughs> <laughs> I cuss on here, sure. What the hell? Because Steve's going to talk about gangbangs. <laughs> and bestiality. It's called bestiality. Once you leave it all downhill, man. <laughs> right back into the pool. The deep end. Uh... Oh my God. It was, yeah, it was it was a rough night because we were just both like, okay, well, you know, good night. Hold, hold on, hold on. That makes me a little bit ill. <laughs> Sorry. And, and it's funny because that was like, okay, well, um, I got to go to work in the morning. He's like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I do too. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> that was the last time you ever saw that person, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she yeah, went on to like a, a internet dating site. <laughs> she, uh, she calls me after this date. And I go, how'd it go? She goes, oh, my God, it was. She goes, the guy picked me up at my house. And I was like, oh, big mistake, you know. And he had said, he's like, oh, I'm 230 pounds, but height and weight proportional. She goes, so I'm expecting, you know, like 6'2", 6'3", and he is like 5'6", and just this huge, he got out of her truck, his truck, she said, and the truck rocked. <laughs> so they went to uh, Red Lobster for dinner, which begs the question, if you go to Red Lobster for dinner, have you gone anywhere nice? <laughs> um, and... Uh, he tells her to order the Admiral's Feast because he's done the math and that gives you the most food per dollar than all the, uh, you know, seafood grab bag dinner platters that they serve. He's just got a red lobster savant. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The Cheddar Bay biscuits are quite piquant today. <laughs> the rain man of red lobster. Yeah, yeah definitely. Open your purse. Like- We're just taking them home. <laughs> Another basket of biscuits, please. And keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming. We're big biscuit people. Um, <laughs> so he follows her. He, so he takes her back home. She, he wants to walk her to the door. She talks him out of it. She goes into her apartment. She turns the lights on in her apartment, and he immediately calls her to make sure he got in okay. And she goes, that's weird. I go, yeah, because now he knows not where you live, but what apartment you yeah, live right? in. Yeah, <laughs> right? She's like, oh, God, he does. A couple days later, she calls me and I get this, hey, I need some help. I'm like, okay. And she's like, I go, why are we whispering? She goes, he's here. I go, he's here who? He had shown up at her place of work at like 10 till five. Oh, in no. order to, oh yeah. She goes, I go, so what are you doing? And I'm whispering too. I don't have to because I'm on the phone in a totally other place. But you're playing the game. Yeah, I'm playing the game. So what are you going to do? She goes, I don't know. What should I do? I go, leave. <laughs> I go, I know you're the manager and all, but tell your staff what's going on and you just hightail it out of there and tell them you'll come back in 20 minutes when he's gone and finish up. I go, you get the hell out of there. Well, I'll feel bad. I'm like, don't feel bad for those Better guys. Better than feeling dead. They bring it on themselves. That's right. You could find yourself on the Admiral's Feast. Wow. <laughs> I had a coworker who uh, a few years ago uh, and she was... Uh, single um and kept trying the the uh the dating sites mm-hmm. and she would come in the next day and re- recount them to us um and none of them went well uh, she's a she's a tall girl probably 5'10 5'11 oh my had a, had a mohawk 
Um, okay. What, you know, acted like one of the guys in the back at all back office. Um, but uh, <laughs> we were like, she was like, I'm going to give all this up and just start stripping. I go, oh, really? She goes, no, you've seen how I walk. I have no coordination. I'm like that could work for you. I think we've already got your gimmick. Um, that's right it's we're gonna you're gonna be bambi and you're just gonna hit the stage like bambi at the beginning when he hits the ice all long legs all, all everything at kimbo. <laughs> she laughed and then uh the akimbo the other, bimbo yeah <laughs> bambi, the akimbo bimbo i like it um <laughs> she makes so this. much bag she oh. makes so much bag <laughs> i was assuming anybody at the club knows what akimbo means um but uh fair <laughs> <but> <laughs> She kept talking about how bad all these dates were, and and one of the other guys that I went, "Are you familiar with the term slump buster?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to explain the term slump buster and apply it to uh, dates and sex, and it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not work appropriate, but. Uh, Oh, any time she go on a date after that, is this the slump buster? Shut up! Is this the slump buster? Is this the guy? Is this the one? You know, Woo. you just got to get that one, get that one out of the way. Mister Notch in a headboard, come on, baby. <laughs> so yeah, workplace conversations not always appropriate, but sometimes really fun. Oh yeah, oh oh yeah. It, you know, I've got younger coworkers now, so I really. <laughs> I'll, I'll, something will happen. I'll get a look and I have to walk out of the room and people, I'll leave Frank standing there and like, what, what's going on with him? It's like, he, he can't say it in front of you. <laughs> like, why not? It's like, cause he supervises the EEO officer. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be really appropriate if he were to just fire off whatever, just. <laughs> it's nice to have that cover, man. <laughs> Although I'll wait, I'll tell Frank, like because people are walking. Well, to you him, have so. to get it. Oh, I have to. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's generally the theme. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> see, he was teaching me the phrase "Zugbrod," S-U-G-B-R-O-A-D, "Zugbrod," which is Polish, uh, German, Italian, "Zug," "Zug," oh, "Zug," yeah, "Zugbrod." Which I go, oh, uh, uh, cum dumpster. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he went and told his dad. <laughs> uh, and his dad, I love I, Frank's dad. I just absolutely, I adore him because uh, he, you know, sixty years old, doesn't care. Uh, his big thing is fuck the police. He gets pulled over for a simple traffic stop, and it turns into, you know, <laughs> an almost throwdown with the local police. <laughs> they gonna go. <laughs> so every time Frank's dad, I know he's on the phone, I'll call out from the other room. Fuck the police. <laughs> I'm sure Frank appreciates you uh, exhorting that to his old man. Yeah, you can hear his dad laugh. And he got his dad got upset with me because uh, Frank bought an old Impala and his dad does body work, right? So okay. his dad was going to buff out the, this rear quarter panel and ended up buffing out three quarters of the car. <laughs> And I'm laughing. And Frank's dad's like, what do you mean? I go, you don't understand. I would totally do that too. <laughs> I, go, I, I just appreciate the effort, man. <laughs> he, I too don't know when to stop. 
oh my god it's three in the morning and i've got to go to work in two hours yeah <laughs> but by god that thing is shiny what's left of it what's left of it <laughs> it's, it's a 16th panel now <laughs> take that down beyond the sheet metal <clears throat> take it down to the studs if the cars had studs i don't know <laughs> oh shit you know what i I made no notes for the show because I didn't know how the interview was going to go. So we'll just, we're freestyling here. No, that's fine. I can tell I asked the doctor about how acupuncture came to be mm-hmm. and was told I wasn't getting acupuncture. I was getting dry needling, which to the lay person, indistinguishable. Does, does that cost extra? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd... Fuck it like a monkey. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, because, you know, I was I was telling like, oh, I don't understand how acupuncture came to be because it doesn't seem logical that you'd go and see the village medicine man and say, hey, I, doc, I blew out my shoulder tending the oxen. And he goes, ah, let me stab you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of counterintuitive. I'll give you that. Anyway, he didn't like that example. Uh <laughs> But he goes, I'm introducing micro trauma to the affected area, and that will help uh, stimulate healing. That like a microaggression against your person? I, I think that's yes, a term that the kids very use. much so. Oh. But yeah, he's he's doing that thing, and he was doing it. And I go, Doc, I, I'm feeling that in the back. <laughs> you know? He goes, oh, I probably hit a tendon and a nerve, and it's going around. Because, I mean, he's doing this, and they're wiggling the needles. And in the back of my arm, it's just you can feel the muscle fibers just twitching and jumping around. Okay. I was like, oh, God, I think we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you could do my feet, and I feel it in other areas. <laughs> I said, just... That's the copay for this sort of behavior. <laughs> 70 bucks. Uh... <laughs> Uh, oh, the other thing we were going to talk about booze and talk about doing uh, like tastings and tours at uh, distilleries and wineries. Oh, yeah. OK. So, yeah, I need you to come visit because yeah. um, because I live uh, in booze country. Apparently. <laughs> um, uh, keep the, it weird. <laughs> keep it wet. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing because <laughs> um, the Deep Eddy Vodka facility is 10 minutes from my house, if that. There's a cornucopia of breweries around here. The one just moved uh, locations, opened up this really groovy ice house scenario, and they have the best pizza in the area. So um, uh, shout out Suds Monkey. Um, Oh, and a great name. Yeah, yeah. And a good logo, too. You would appreciate it. Each of their breweries has its own monkey character. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, The Sotol place we've talked about previously is out here. We just opened up a rum joint. I thought it'd be fun. We talked about, you know, do the Johnny Fever. We'll just take the podcast rig with us and we'll just record. It. Get so we drink. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have one of. The, we'll do it like during the summer or something when the boys are home and they can drive us from place to place, place and pack to up place the gear because we're in the back seat. Hi. We did. We're made out of blue cheese. Eat the moon. But you eat it. No, oh, it was made of sparrows. Uh, no, we, we, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because we did a place in Hawaii. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We did a place in Hawaii. And when you like go to, we, I've done the Jack Daniels and they talk about how they age it in the barrel for like seven and, years. Right? And then they waft it at you and you can't drink yes. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's as close and as you're going to get. 
And you're just like, ooh, num, num, num. tasting room, here I come. Dry County, see ya. <laughs> I have a shirt. You bastards. Lynn that Motlow, no you s- bastard. That makes no <laughs> sense. So anyway, we go to this rum place in Hawaii. And, you know, it's, it's they just pull it right off the sugar mill or sugar plantation or, you know, whatever. But he goes, okay, this is our white rum. Uh, this was distilled seven days ago. And we're going to just go ahead and give it a day. You're like, seven days? That's like moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just um, flammable sugar water. It was actually very good. They had a spiced rum that if you mixed with Dr. Pepper, you would get so smashed so quick and never realized what had happened to you oh. <laughs> until you're with the cops. I just been drinking Dr. Pepper all night. Like Dave Rope show. <laughs> <laughs> some crisp ice and some cherries. <laughs> some cherries Man. and a spiced rum and Dr. Nut. Dr. Nut's back. But this one that we went to, I, it, what amazes me is that for as much of like the, the bit, the booze that you see from some of these places around town, mm-hmm. then when you see their operations, it's actually, you know, uh, two steps up from being in your garage. Yeah. The scale. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. We've been to several of the, the breweries around uh, with friends <laughs> or when family came in to visit. Um, and I'm always amazed when we get, you know, Oh, here's where we put it. And it's like, yeah, it's if we did dedicated the garage to this, we could do that scale. It's not it's not unprecedented. Cookhouse ale. Yeah, you just barbecue some brats, make your own beer. You know, you joke, but the guy that was my next door neighbor three houses ago, they did mm-hmm. that. I mean, like they had a full operation going. They had a kegerator. They custom built <laughs> into a refrigerator. Saturday morning, they rolled up the garage doors, pulled the pub tables out into the driveway, and it was. If you were a neighbor, just come over and have a beer all wow. weekend long. And they were always trying out new flavors and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I the uh, the one we went to though, they they gave us the history, and you're like, oh, very interesting. And uh, I've never had gin before. Okay. So they're they're talking about oh the botanicals and all the this and this and this and you're thinking okay fennel interesting pizza uh, juniper mm, pine uh, you know fruits and this and this and then they're like anise and I know that that's licorice and I know that that's yeah. bad right <laughs> so fennel is not great oh yeah so you you get the thing and you're like it's got a fruity smell and you kind of take that first sip and, and you're just like going. Oh, that's a <laughs> that just tastes like rocket fuel. I don't care what you put in it. It just oh. Ta- oh. remember when we were doing the tequila tasting at Austin? Yes. Okay. So you know, Kristen and I are trying to do sort of that with the, the company's offerings. And every one of them had a real harsh alcohol finish. Like not harsh, but like burn the back of your neck out. <laughs> yeah. And so you'd just be like, hmm. That's pretty. Mm, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and it burned all the way down the rest of the day. Well, yeah, I'm not a gin guy. So. We, we went to McDonald's afterwards and bought a large fry and sodas to get the taste out of our mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it just was so weird because it started off. It actually wasn't bad when it started because you're kind of like, ooh, a little, little sweetness, a little mintiness. And then it's like, black licorice finish and then blowtorch alcohol <laughs> yeah see i've only ever had one martini in my life um 
and gross, this, aren't they? <laughs> uh, I've only had one and I made a mistake. Uh, I let somebody I knew who was tending bar make it. So the proportions were way out of whack. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty much just a big class of gin. Uh, and they just... kind of waved the vermouth bottle over the top of it. And <laughs> essence of vermouth. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, never again. Oh God. Yeah. You remember how you, I was going to say the tasting thing with tequila when we went to Mexico for our 10th anniversary. Was it that long ago? I don't remember. Uh, We went to Cabo and we stayed at a resort and they had one of the things they did was tequila tequila tasting. And we sat down at that table and I had not had tequila in a long time for any variety of uh, reasons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the guy starts pouring out tequilas and I'm like, I'm not sure I can do this. <laughs> not sure I can do this. Okay. And he starts talking about the different ages of tequilas. And then I'm hooked. And they have the, like the, the, I forget what they call them, but they're like the, the things you take with the shot, sort of the fruits. Oh, a chaser. Well, it's like a, it's like to go with it. But anyway, uh, there's a name for it. And I can't think of it right now, but, huh. but they present, it was a presentation. And then we worked from silver all the way up to Anejo. By the time we got to the Anejo, I'm like, okay, this I can drink. And I've not had a drop of silver since. <laughs> the only the only silver I've had that was any good was Don Julio. And other than that, yeah, most of it has that that diesel fuel kerosene finish. Yeah. Remember those drinks we had in San Diego at one time? <laughs> like at the nerd bar? It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's made with Cuervo. And you're like, wow, that good God, man, you're feeding me gasoline. <laughs> That's right, because he was pouring them off. He was pouring them a tall. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You don't yeah. like it? It's like that's fucking vile. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm such a tequila stop at this point. It's like, oh, we've got Patron. Well, you don't get the any of my money then. Um, <laughs> I just remember that guy at the bar in Austin. Oh yeah, you big Cuervo guys. Cuervo is shit. <laughs> oh, oh, see how it is. It's Patron. You're like Patron is shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, what are you drinking? We like this one. Well, how much is that? It's $15 for a glass. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're nice to the waitress that she accepts with a bonus flight. Oh, my God. You didn't yes. try to hit on her all night. And that's all. Yeah. I was telling Kristen about it because how'd that work out? I go, her boyfriend was working that night. She needed somebody to sit at the end of the bar and scare the college boys away. And Bruce and I won. <laughs> 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 Which on the surface doesn't make a lot of sense. But. <laughs> I don't know. When the two of us sit side by side, we take up some real estate and get a couple of pops of tequila in us. And our, I think our countenance might, <laughs> might change a little bit too. Oh man. Stay away from those two. A little air of danger down there. <laughs> We're talking about MCU movies. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. We got less to live for. Don't fuck with us. I did this to Frank today. Somebody had a graphic novel, like a scholastic book fair thing. And I'm flipping mm-hmm. through it. And I, I stick it on a page. I lay it down on the table. And Frank goes, what's that? I go, Howard Chaikin. Look up the artist in the front of the book. Nice. How do you know? That's like, the way he starts telling it it's Chaikin. I mean, cool. There's guys who have a very distinct style. Funny because last night I was updating the website because I was a little behind on adding the um, entries for the shows. And when I got to the one where we talked about American flag and other stuff, I put a shaken picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it's very, he's got like pointy eyebrows at the top. He's got kind of not a square chin, but a sort of soft square chin. 
big yes, pointy big shoulders, shoulders, big pointy <laughs> shoulders. Yeah. Um, hey, do you have anything fun on your desk? Yeah, well, you don't no. have to. Okay, that's all right. No, it's not on this desk. It's probably over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got a twofer. Oh, it's an unbox. Oh, unboxing. <laughs> what you order? That's what we're gonna find out from the fine folks at Mondo. Ooh, oh, is this the? Um... Yes. Oh, nice. All right, let's see. So, uh, yeah, I ordered from Mondo this week. Let's see here. They're having a buy one, get one free sale on their cookies. So, this is scintillating audio of you ripping into the bubble wrap, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't have video to accompany it, it's just like, this is dead. Ooh, the lawgiver? Yes, the lawgiver from Planet of the Apes. Uh, let's take him out of his box because I don't care. Unbox. Unbox. One of these days, I'm going to put all these videos up online. See, oh, that's good looking. Ooh, nice. <laughs> very cool. Very, very cool. I like that. All right, well, hold on. As we discussed, it was a buy one, get one free. So, Mondo has nice ones. Uh, Geeky Tiki has a fun. Ooh. Hail to the king. Oh, I want to. I, yeah, you gotta unbox that thing. All right, it's coming up. What was the second it, one? The geeky tiki. Geeky tiki. They do licensed stuff. So I, I've got, I think, an Akbar and a. Um, I don't know. They're over on the other side of the room. <laughs> oh, King oh, Kong, oh, that is badass. Put a swizzle stick and a shit ton of rum in that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is badass. So uh, I don't know if the sale is still going on, but free plug for Mondo and their tiki's. They had a really cool uh, Fin Fang Foom. They had yes, uh, the Modoc was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, that Ojo del Mal or whatever that thing is. You know the I one I'm talking about. Yes. Woo! <laughs> so uh, that's money well spent. As long as it's Christmas money, even better. eBay money, it's even better. <laughs> eBay money, you know the. <laughs> That's a fallacy the, in and of itself. But oh, I know. It's like um, I, I did because okay. So eBay is going to start issuing 1099s if you make over six hundred dollars through their pay site, right? Well, they changed it then since I was there. Yeah, it's a new rule. But anyway. Uh, people are freaking out. They're like, well, I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. And some people are like, well, technically you had to pay taxes on all that stuff for years. Right. You just weren't doing it. So I made a spreadsheet um, <clears throat> to track all my stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Since we're on the spreadsheet kick tonight. <laughs> um, but by putting in, you know, what I paid and the sales tax and everything <laughs> that I, I posted to one of the Facebook groups, the, the Funko groups. It's like, just so you guys know, if you want to make any money, any money selling pops on eBay, you got to charge a minimum of $21 and $21 just breaks even. Because <laughs> after fees, shipping and taxes and stuff. So I, I, I've sold like, you know, three or $400 worth of like 
old Christmas ornaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's $300 more in my, my, my PayPal account, <laughs> but on paper, I've lost a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kristen's like, how do you even know what you paid for it? I'm like, it's a Hallmark order. It's printed on the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, the boys have, uh, they spent a small fortune on pops and now they're all in their closets. I don't think they took, I think Connor took two to college with him. Jack didn't take any as part of his great reimagining of Jack. I'm like, if y'all will put them back in the boxes, because I did at least teach them to keep the boxes, mm-hmm. uh, I will sell them for you and you'll get what you get. Nobody put them back in the boxes. Like, That's right. You, you're not going to get anything, any, any better service than that. All you got to do is put it in the box. And I will give the money back to you. Less my uh, fee. broker's my fee. Parent, my broker parenting fee. Exactly. We could talk about the Moon Knight trailer. <laughs> we probably should, given our history of talking about Moon Knight. Dude, you're hey, good. Did I block it? Did I block it? <laughs> or no? Some of it. <laughs> and I found the kill switch on my headphones. Um, <laughs> I will. I would like to point out that I, I made a guess that the costume would be based on mummy bandages, and I think I'm right. <laughs> I think you're right too. Uh, it was. A, it was a. As the as a as a one of the few Moon Knight scholars in existence, I'm glad that you got that out there early. But uh, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Um, it was a little perplexed by Oscar Isaac's weird accent, but from what I've read subsequently, that may maybe a plot point. So uh, probably to do with his schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to recognize him as. Uh, somebody else or something i don't know although i I mean they've done what we ask at least from one trailer it appears they've done what we ask and leaned into the weird that he's brutal and mean and strange yeah um but not a doctor Um, but not a doctor i did see somebody pull the screen cap where conchu was in like the shadows in one scene which i missed but i only watched bird conchu like the comics these days yes oh speaking of the comics i read that uh avengers age of conchu uh story you know that thing was uh was a train wreck <laughs> yeah yeah it was um jason aaron's run on avengers has been um uneven he's taken some big swings um they haven't all paid off some of them have um but yeah that one was a miss uh, there's the scene where he's standing in front of the charger surrounded by the phoenix force and i went well shit why didn't you do this like 20 years ago <laughs> if he just needed some crescent darts to take over the universe i mean i don't yeah yeah the magic onk from the mark specter series uh, <laughs> the gold one the yeah. gold one yeah when he, had, <clears throat> when he had the world title belt wrapped around his white suit <laughs> i mean you know it, it was it's the like, 80s Come on. it was the 80s yeah uh or the muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles of the stephen platt era which is just like there is not even the worst of the bodybuilders are built like this. <laughs> I mean, their veins had muscles and the muscles had veins and everything. But nobody had looked, pouches. Er, nobody had pouches, but that just everything looked throbby, you know? <laughs> it's just everybody looked engorged. Okay, by, the, <laughs> by the way, you just titled the episode. <laughs> Everybody looked throbby. No, every, everything looked <laughs> throbby. Everything, everything looked thro- throbby. 
I'm sure somewhere out there is a Stephen Platt fan who's like, take that back, man. He was the greatest artist ever. It's like, yeah, if he's got like some weird quasi homoerotic fetish for bodybuilders, absolutely. I don't even know who that is. I, what else has he done? I mean, I feel uh, he, stupid for not knowing, but he he came out of nowhere. He did like the third. He did like the last handful of issues of like the third or fourth series of Moon Knight, okay. including the episode where they killed him. <clears throat> And then Perfect. go figure, he went on to Image, and I think he did the Prophet uh, book okay. for a while. Okay. okay. If you Google him, you'll see what I mean about everything. Is just it's just it, it's all puffy, and <laughs> cut. It's cut and puffy. It's a it is a strange. I mean, when you first see it, you're probably going back to you know that age. Like, oh my god, that's so cool! Look at all those muscles and the details. I love line guys. He's like so much. You know, it's Jim Lee on steroids or something. Um, well, as we've established well on this podcast, not I've ever been a really big fan of the line guys. So, no, I follow Art Adams on Instagram. He's the only one I like. And there's a guy I should, there's a guy called, uh, I don't know what his first name, N.K. Bradshaw, uh, who looks, uh, I mean, it's a straight up steal of the style. <laughs> um, you know, because you, you look at it, you're like, well, that looks like Art Adams, except it's not quite as, you know, as, as, as uh, precise. So. I have always been a fan of Art Adams' work. Just, it, it struck a chord with me. He truly was the best of the line guys. Well, he was think, the first yeah, one. The I mean, first, he had a very distinct style, <clears throat> very dynamic. Um, you know, I mean, when you look at it now, he just layers cross hatching on top of cross hatching. And, it, and it, it's fascinating because if you look at the brush strokes, it, it's all like the same nib. There's very you know, his line weight is very consistent through all of his cross hatching, um, which gives it sort of that weird depth and detail. Hmm. And he goes apeshit with those lines. Holy crap. Yes, he does. Oh, man. Oh, I want to talk about one more thing. And it's this motherfucker right here. Oh, we talked yeah. about it briefly last time. Uh, this motherfucker that I'm referring to, kids, is the Buckaroo Banzai uh, novel from Dark Horse Comics. Buckaroo Banzai against the World Crime League at all. Um, <laughs> I refuse to let this thing beat me. <laughs> Does that mean you're you're plowing ahead and finishing I, it? <laughs> I'm almost done. Good Lord willing, I'll be done soon. There, I've got that much left. Oh my. The damn thing is 600 plus pages long. Oof. 620 pages long. There is no reason for a buckaroo bonsai book to be 620 pages long someone at dark horse needs to be fired whoever's the alleged editor of this fuckery needs to be fired this i love the character of buckaroo bonsai i love the idea behind the character of buckaroo bonsai it's doc savage it's him and his buddies stopping things in this one there's three things he's trying to stop all at once. Okay, I'll even give you that. But it's the, and I think we talked about it the last time, the Game of Thrones level minutia bullshit day-to-day -day operations of the Bonsai Institute that I don't care about. I just want to know that it exists. I don't need to know how it operates. I don't need to have a, 20 pages of a meeting of 
the board of directors of the Bonsai Institute. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Tighten this oh. shit up. <laughs> Somebody owes me money. I'm done. Oh, now. Okay. No, I, I know. I, you know, I when I was younger, I tried plowing through that the Battlefield Earth saga, the L. Ron Hubbard. Uh huh. Never went clear. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <clears throat> Never. He didn't, you know, he didn't read it in the right place. No. I <laughs> bought the you know books on tape read by Tom Cruise. <laughs> John Travolta. Um, that was horrible. That was horrible. Um, I got like three books in and there's 10 in the series. And I, I went ahead and plowed through all of them. They never got better. I wasn't sure what was going on. Apparently, though, what I was reading was the basics for Scientology. <laughs> wow. I... Yeah, I I just think sat on my uh, sat on my nightstand. I bought it in December. Read some of it. I'm like, this is gonna get better. This is just like refreshing the gimmick. I got it. It didn't get any better. I put it down. When January rolled around, I uh, got new new borrows from the library for comics. I'm like, oh well, shit. Bye, Buckaroo. I got twelve new new things to read before I come back to you. Um, which, by the way, one of which was the last uh, collection of Moonshine. Oh, okay. So that's out. Um, All right, good. Um, it kind of, kind of won't ruin it for you, but it could have ended better. Anyway. Okay. Uh, what else? Oh, hey, speaking of moonshine, well, this will actually be a nice uh, segue. Ooh, look at I you. Yeah, I found a shop here in town that sells like authentic po'boys. You know, like when you eat them, you're like. The bread is right. the The flavoring is right. I've shown pictures of it on my, on you know Instagram and stuff. I saw it. It did look good. Yeah. So I was looking through my Instagram feed, and it was like Cajun and Creole places near you, right? Because you of like course. mud bugs. So um, the first one was a, a soul food kitchen down on the other side of town. The next one was a Mexican place. <laughs> I, I don't know. So at lunch today. Frank was telling me about a place that's it's in a bad, not a bad part. It's in a rundown. It's like under a bridge type of thing. <laughs> and he's down by the river. Kind of. Yeah. And he's reading the the thing. And I, I just flat out straight up to him. I was like, dude, I go, if that isn't got a guy named Arsenault or Thibodeau or Broussard or Richard in the kitchen, I ain't going to touch it because that ain't authentic. <laughs> right. <laughs> may I want me, may, if they don't greet me with a may, how you, I'm, <laughs> yeah, not I'm not sticking around. Hey, what's going on? I'm out of here, dude. You're 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 How's your mom and dim. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm slowly becoming a regular at the uh, other place for the for the I mean they've got like a I mean the 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 etouffee is good, they've got a jambalaya that's good, a gumbo that's fantastic. You know, what kind of gumbo? Uh, we got shrimp and andouille sausage and chicken and crawfish in it. Wow. Fully oh, man. Oh, fully loaded. You've seen pictures of some of the stuff. I mean, yeah. people have a shrimp pobo. I had a, I had a, 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 I don't know, bluegill something. Fuck. I don't remember. Anyway, not really a Cajun fish, but anyway, <laughs> um, but it, he had it dusted in, you know, Cajun breadcrumbs topped with a crawfish and uh, corn relish. 
And how you're going to make crawfish a relish, I don't know, but he did it. So you get this thing. It's a piece of fish with with crawfish on top and, and pickled corn relish down the side. He's got some some cayenne aioli on it. Wow. He's got the cheese. The bread is just perfect, like you know, like you yeah, get down in the like airy, yeah, airy in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh, you just man. like, and I'm telling Frank, I go, this isn't for everybody. I go, but this is, this is, this is really authentic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's so much fun when you run across one of those places. I remember one time we were boys were younger, much younger. We were out and about and I said something about some food for something, Cajun food. And Laura found this like place down just outside of downtown Houston in this rundown strip center. Mm-hmm. And the food was so good. Oh dear yeah. Lord. It was so good. It's like you get that cup and you're just like, oh my God, this is like being back in mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a place um, down <laughs> south of Houston near where my parents live and it's just gumbo. Mm. Varietal gumbos. Nice. And it's so good. <laughs> so good. Well, after I was on my little rant about how if, if their name wasn't Arsenal or Thibodeau, mm-hmm. I pulled up a list of, of Cajun names and I was like, <laughs> okay, Frank. Tell me what, how you say this. And he, he's like going through, he's like, uh, Guidry, I'm like Guidry, <laughs> Fontenot, Fontenot. I was like, yep. Fontenot. Thibodeau. Prejean. Prejean. Prejean was a good. Rabelais. Rabelais was another one. Pre-Gene. Pre-Gene. Uh, the one that he goes is uh, Richard. I'm like, no, it's pronounced Richard, which means technically there's a guy out there somewhere named richard richard oh force i believe i knew one or two. <laughs> oh yeah but we're going through the names because you know i think we'd gone to an italian place last week and I, I i was we walked in and they had cookies just out of the oven that were mostly chunk chocolate chip cookies chocolate chunk cookies mm-hmm. just like a smattering of dough around them <laughs> nice. and i was like and, and i'm sitting there and i was like we're eating lunch i was like man i go i uh I'm really giving a finger to the diabetic gods today. He's like, why? I'm like, I'm eating carb pasta with bread, carbs, and following it up with a cookie. I go, my blood sugar is going to be three, three fifty by the time we get back to work. <laughs> We're in the car and I've got the monitor. I'm like 180, 220. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hit 350? No, I didn't. I tapped, I tapped out at 200, 220. I was disappointed. <laughs> I really wanted to sit at my desk, not able to like see my monitor, <laughs> wanting to take a lap. <laughs> I can't feel my feet, Frank. <laughs> it's all about adjusting your, your desires <laughs> later in life, really. I massage my toes. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a hostile work environment right there. That's that'll get you that'll get you money. <laughs> He, we went to lunch. He ate a bunch of carbs and made me rub his feet because he said he couldn't feel them. <laughs> Can I get paid now? Yes, treble damages, honey. Exactly. What do you have to say for yourself, Mr. Sprouse? <laughs> it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> I did it and I'd do it again. I'd do it again. In fact, I'm drinking Dr. Nut right now. <laughs> I'm over here to rub my legs, woman. <laughs> What is, what is with you and the Dr. Nut? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it was always the thing that struck me about the early Robichaux novels is that he never drank Dr. 
Pepper. He always drank Dr. Nut. So it just stuck in my head. I always thought, oh, he can't say Dr. Pepper because of, you know, copyright or something. No, it was an actual soda. But it's an actual soda, yeah. I'm trying to find a picture of it. If I remember, it was a very beige can with a squirrel on it. A squirrel? I believe. Maybe. (laughs) Well. Uh, Yes, I win. Is it? Is it? Oh, that needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt. I'll send you the picture. Uh, I bet John knows about Dr. Nutt. Well, we should he seems like him. a guy who would know. He's in the know about the nut. He, he's in the know about the nut. He's a nut knower. All right. This is going downhill. <laughs> I Can think... I cuss on the show? Yeah. That's fuck yeah. about gang base and Dr. Nut. Absolutely. <laughs> that ain't going to go. <laughs> Unpunished. <laughs> Okay, oh and because we talk about this all the time, I'm playing it one more time. Are you an assassin? Are you a soldier? <laughs> Are you an errand boy? <laughs> oh, that is so racist when you see the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get funky like a monkey. <laughs> you know what? What I've I've been doing those little quotes. Yes, I've seen the, them. Mm-hmm. I'm working on one of Picasso. <laughs> I, I think we could make like a line of shirts that we just pull. Like one of them would be Dusty saying, getting funky like a monkey. <laughs> I had just, an idea the other day. I want to do a, I, I'm not an artist, but I want to try to make a painting. And this was my idea. And it, it's called the roadmap to success. And I want to find a picture of Dusty's forehead <laughs> and like put it on there and then just do big red lines where all the scars are. And just like, like a yellow and black background with just like, <laughs> Big red scars all over it. Oh man, <laughs> that would be funny. The roadmap to success. He's gone. He can't get us. Nope. And the boys are too tied up over at AEW. That's we'll be good. true. <laughs> Cody's probably got another neck tattoo to get. Also, it's a confederacy of dunces. That's the other book where I see Doctor Nut all the time. Okay. Ignatius J. Rowley is always drinking Dr. Nuts and burping up hot dogs and writing letters (laughs) to mongoloid esquires. It's been a thousand years since I read that book. I should read it again. It's it's one of my my favorites. It's so good. It's so good. If you have not read Confederacy (laughs) of Dunces, do so before the next before the next podcast. We'll be checking. (laughs) There's your homework. There'll be a quiz. (laughs) (laughs) You'll thank us. In two weeks, it is it is funny because I, I that is one of my favorite books, and and the story behind it is like he wrote the book, couldn't get it published, killed himself, yay, but his mama got it published, uh-huh. uh, and and like went to LSU and said this is my son's book and it's it's a great book, and the guy was like oh my god it is, and he wins the Pulitzer Prize for uh, for literature, yeah yeah I have posthumously, a, you know. Sort of a kick in the head, I guess. Well, maybe not if you're dead. I don't know. There we go. So, yeah. I will find us a good Dr. Nut. <laughs> I sent you the picture. Oh, there's so many more. I remember that can, man. And you know what? Because here's what I'm, here's the specific memory that I'm getting. Because there was a, like, when I was growing up in Lake Charles, 
I don't know what the timeline on Dr. Nutt is. I'm sure we'll have this conversation next time, but there was a time when it was huge and like they were running radio spots and it was in all the stores that can that I showed you. That's how I remembered. Mm-hmm. And I had a specific memory of like going to get donuts with my mom sometime when we were out of school or it was summer. And I got a Dr. Nut with the donuts. That's like Dr. Nut and donuts. I don't know why that's sticking in my head, but it is. That's an Ignatius J. Riley breakfast. It is. <laughs> breakfast of, of Beignets and Dr. Nut. <laughs> breakfast of geniuses, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Dr. Nut was uh, from the 30s till the 70s. Late 70s was when that can came out. Nope. That, it was that known for having a man in a running costume who ran with Mardi Gras parades. I don't remember that. but Yeah. It's his favorite drink in uh, Confederacy. I'm on Wikipedia. It's not like I know this shit off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, I know you're reading. I can tell. <laughs> I know when you know obscure shit. Trust me. Because <laughs> it comes out of left field. Even I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, this is a non sequitur segue. But uh, the, they, the memory uh, palace has secret passages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know which ones are dead ends anymore, though. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't get to the toy fair they had in new Braunfels over the weekend just uh-huh. quite pull it. but I, I wasn't too worried because i remembered i'd seen that that company's had previously done one here in dripping springs and they're doing one middle of february here in dripping springs so i don't have to drive all the way to new Braunfels. I'm there we go. go to the one here but when i was looking at their photos of you know things that were at the at the show i have at my parents house there's this old like it's a texaco tanker truck that was essentially like a ride-on for me as a, as a tiny child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stave still got it. The boys had it. It's still at their house. It's in really good shape considering it's ancient at this point. And there's a picture of one in the photos from the toy show. And it was in a whole lot worse shape. It was rusty and shit. I'm like, I don't, A, I don't think I've ever seen another one. Mm-hmm. B, I can't believe mine's in that much better shape. And C, how much is it worth? I want to know. The antique roadshow. What you have here. Okay, how much you give me for my thank tanker truck that I've had since I was a wee lad? Yeah, go on Pawn Stars and get a fair deal. Yeah, they have to call in that expert guy who's a that knows all about uh, toy tanker trucks. Who just happens to be available. <laughs> well, I call a buddy of mine. Oh, look, here's my buddy. Oh, the magic of editing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to say it was three weeks later when he got out to Vegas, but you know. <laughs> All righty. Ready to call it? I think so. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta crash. All right. Well, because I, uh, yeah. Because what? No, I was just, uh, we're at the end of the thing and I'm just random neurons firing off. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't want you to fire all your neurons. So we're going to call episode 37 of Slurp Toast, the podcast, Finny. Uh, until next time, kids, I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. All right, man. Bye. <laughs>